Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 54 of the Shetty Show, the Shiv and Eddie Show. Check us out on IG, TikTok. Be real. You know the vibes. A be real. S-H-E-D-D-Y-S-H-O-W. Um, and yeah, this will be a normal episode. Shiv and I, no guests this week. Um, we're going to do a catch-up. We're going to talk about any upcoming things we got going on, maybe some sports, and maybe we'll wrap up with some uh, tales about the finance world that have been going on this week. It has really gone down this week it has gone down if you want to start there we could go ahead and everybody <clears throat> i think at this point knows what happened with ftsqx um basically imploded in on itself um they filed for chapter 11 which is bankruptcy and shiv um i know you know quite a few details because you were really interested about this so um i'll let you take it away i mean where to begin so you know i've been i've been in the crypto space for you know, a decent amount of time now. I was in an, at Ethereum at, at 150, Bitcoin at 9,000. So it it's something I've really paid close attention to. And everybody has seen the explosion, especially last year, right? Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There was four or five ads for crypto companies, right? We got Crypto.com Arena. We got Coinbase ads. And FTX Arena, mm-hmm. and FTX had ads. Tom Brady was the face of FT- FTX. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Leary has publicly said he is an equity investor in FTX. In FTX, there. Stephen as, Graham. As uh, okay. Like YouTube guys like him. Really. Quite a few of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Brian Jung, another guy I watch on YouTube. Vic he Mike. was. He was an, an FTX. FTX guy as well. Yeah. So you know these legit people are in this stuff like you know i was talking about i think a few episodes ago i was talking about floyd mayweather and kim kardashian and you know all those people that promoted these crypto scams you know nobody legit in the investing space was was in these lucrative investments to say the least right so the crux of it is is ftx was a Bitcoin exchange, right? And what most of these exchanges do is, and you'll see this, is like Crypto.com has their own coin, right? Mm -hmm. Crow. Uh, And, you know, there's no inherent issue with that. The issue is the value that's been created out of thin air, right? So FTX had its own token called FTT, right? And through a series of, uh, uh, the you know, equity funding, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're different investors come in and, and the valuation continues to change. Uh, FTX had a $35 billion valuation <clears throat> last year, $35 billion. Mm-hmm. So part of the, uh, one of the investors was C- Binance, a different exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And so Binance exchanged its ownership interest in FTX for, you know, cash, but the cash was paid in part cash and part of this token, FTT, right? Okay. And in a gangster move, right, the guy decides to sell all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's and, a, he, and he decided to sell all of it because he caught wind of what was actually going down at FTX. Basically. Right. And so there was rumors that were going around that that there was funding that was being taken from customer funds, customer deposits, and funding the other side business of the CEO, uh, Sam Bankman Freed's business called Alameda Research. Mm-hmm. And can you go into Alameda as well? Because um, I heard a lot about that, how it was basically funding the entire FTX operation. Well, so yeah, FTX, they were taking funds from FTX consumer deposits that are not supposed to move, right? So shady, and very funding, shady funding this crypto research project right and part of this crypto research project has mansions in the bahamas taken out <laughs> bought whole blocks in the bahamas mm-hmm. you know yachts same bank for freed has a private jet that apparently landed in Auster- uh, uh argentina the other day wow. you know they were trying to uh escape to dubai because dubai doesn't have extradition treaties with the united states <laughs> like the this is some of the most shady stuff that was going on. But essentially the crux of it is, is you cannot 
just take money out of one place that number one is supposed to have security, right? If I give you a thousand dollars and you're a bank, right? I want to expect that when I want to withdraw this thousand dollars that you'll give me a thousand dollars right now. Mm -hmm. Banks don't hold all your money, right? They loan out your money, but there's regulation and a certain level of risk they can take with your money. There's nothing here. And so they basically intercompany loaned in the accounting sense because same bank Fried owns FTX and he owns Alameda Research and the some of the people who, you know, like the CEO of Alameda Research, that 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 one chick, she owns part of FTX. So they're they're basically just just siphoning funds from one company to another. Like mm. you can't do that. And Binance caught wind of this and this guy, right, he's got a big presence in Congress and he's the face of like the young billionaires, right? And I mean, at the same token, he's got legit guys that are backing this guy, you know? Mm. So you would think he's legit, but clearly somebody, somebody didn't do their research. Yeah. And so the guy sells all of the token. Mind you, this token has no basis behind any of it. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing backing this token. It's just a thing I created out of thin air. So it crashes the price and a rumor goes around that they don't have liquidity. And when a rumor goes around, whether it's a bank or a crypto exchange, because this has happened multiple times this year, multiple Mm -hmm. crypto exchanges have gone under. Yep. When the rumor goes around that there isn't liquidity, there is a run on the bank and people get scared and want to withdraw their money. And naturally, so if I hear that I'm not going to be able, that the bank that I currently bank with doesn't have enough money to to give me my withdrawal, I'm going to freak Freak out. out. And that's happened at every point in history when that type of notion gets thrown around. And it happened in the Great Depression. That's why the FDIC got created, Mm. right? Because there was this there was this room rumor, right? Well, not really a rumor. It was a fact that the banks didn't have enough money to pay out withdrawals. And when people hear that, they're, they freak out. And the worst thing happens for a bank that doesn't have enough money for withdrawals is that people will start coming in waves and withdrawing money. Mm-hmm. And so just wave after wave after wave of withdrawals hitting FTX. And at some point, there's no money. Mm-hmm. There's just the money's just not there. And you know, we kind of know what happened after that. The Binance tried to uh, swoop in and acquire them, and then they were doing their due diligence, and they they couldn't explain why billions of dollars was just missing and unaccounted for. Mm. And um, so they pulled out, and they filed for bankruptcy, and $35 billion in value was wiped out in two days. Yeah, which is insane if you think about it. And you kind of mentioned this guy was being backed by credible people. I mean, he was on the cover of Forbes as one of the most like, I th- what was the <laughs> caption on the that title? It was something like, oh, the world's most influential, world's most influential crypto tycoon, something along those lines. Something like that. And, yeah. and <laughs> like come to, come to find out a couple months later that this guy's just a complete fraud. Um, and, and so this is the part that really aggravates me is that he was, he tweeted even days before mm-hmm. FTX US is fine. Everything is fine. We have one-to-one liquidity. Uh, in when, when he was apologizing, when they filed for bankruptcy, he said that the, uh, I thought we had one-to-one liquidity, meaning like the, for every dollar that was deposited, that they had the dollar to back that, mm-hmm. uh, they clearly didn't like that. It, it, it's just not like, it's not, it's a, it's not a, it's not even a math problem. It's just like you say that we have a billion dollars in deposits, but you have only five hundred million dollars in in reserves to to pay pay that out. You don't have liquidity. Yeah. And the worst part is, is he tweeted that FTX US was fine. If you look at the date of the bankruptcy filing, it was the same day <laughs> that he tweeted that out. He yeah, was which lying is even, through his teeth. Yeah. Which makes the whole thing way worse. Like the guy comes out and issues an, a legitimate apology statement. Right. Not going to change anything, but right. at least it's genuine. It's not though. He was li- he's been lying the entire time. And I, I, I mean, dude, I guess I could, from a consumer's perspective, I had money in FTX. Um, and like when this was going down, I was texting in our group chat. I was basically like, dude, like what is going on right now? Yeah. And I, I had to pull out all my money in a short period of time, all because of this thing going down. But it's not something I wanted to do. Like no one wants to get this, 
get a call or get a text like, hey, dude, there's your company's about to go bankrupt that you've kind of um, that you've actually entrusted with your money. And well, yeah, the crux of it is, is 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 a place that you saw on on a commercial that that people we follow like and I'm not blaming Kevin O'Leary. Right. This isn't an attack at him, but I'm saying like I follow him mm-hmm. when he gives advice. I listen. Yeah. Right. I'm in, I am in. I like Bitcoin. He likes Bitcoin. Right. And at the end of the day, anything anybody says on a public airway is not in, it's not actual investment advice. They, there's the disclaimer. Right. Mm. So I'm not blaming Kevin O'Leary. But what I am saying is, is there I don't blame you for doing FTX or people going on many exchanges. But this is like a, this was a big one, man. And this really like I th- it'll set Bitcoin back in the short term, but in the long term, I think this is what unfortunately was needed to get regulation, get regulation because at the end of the day, like, and it, it, it's unfortunate that it ha- people have to get hurt for the right thing to happen. Mm. But it's just that how it's always been like bank deposits weren't insured until banks started going under, mm. you know, uh, uh, there wasn't regulation, uh, you know, in, in certain environmental industries, right. Until we found pollution, mm-hmm. the amount of stringent new codes and laws and rules and regulations that got passed after Enron. Mm-hmm. Well, you could make an argument that that wouldn't have ha- taken place if Enron didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So it, it's unfortunate, but it's like, it's crazy. It is. Didn't uh, Robin Hood had some similar thing go on in 2020, correct? With the entire AMC thing. With the GameStop thing. And how they like paused trading. And then they said there was an, uh, like behind the scenes, everyone was saying there was a liquidity issue. Right. And then the CEO came out and was like, oh, that's not true. We right. just, and, the, and they kind of still pushed through. So kind of what happened there? Well, so th- th- what happened there was the Robin Hood, in order to get these trades, was basically a a hedge fund was making the market on these trades Mm -hmm. right so they would make they basically when you make a market on stocks you make a the your profit is a spread right so the problem was is that the i think what i what i had remembered reading was that there was a liquidity issue but at the, at the same time, Robinhood was so big. And this is the part where people say too big to fail is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Robinhood was hedge fund backed and their liquidity issue was much smaller than FTX's. Mm-hmm. FTX's, and I'm not saying there wasn't, you know, I don't necessarily know if there was, um, you know, criminal activity in that Robinhood thing. There is almost a certainty there's criminal activity here. Mm-hmm. So there, I think, and it was, it was even, it was even on that situation, it was like a test of the most abnormal situation, which was this crunch with GameStop, right? Mm-hmm. The short squeeze with GameStop. And normally you're supposed to test for those things like that's where the regulation comes into play but i think either way i think robin had actually came out on the other side probably better off mm-hmm. in that sense um but yeah it's a little different just because i think this the the liquidity the, the problem there in relation to how big robin hood was versus ftx's problem was is like they were basically taking all of the customer deposits and like there was nothing like mm. Bernie Madoff was a few hundred billion. So it's not the same level, but this is like, I, to me, it looks like it's similar. Yeah. No, that's actually, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, I guess you're, you're, you make a good point. I guess things like this do need to happen for, and, and you know, I wish that wasn't the case. And I'm not saying that as like a definite statement, but just by the way history has gone, more likely than not, something's going to happen when something bad happens. Airport security was way different before 9-11. Yeah, you're right. You know. Speaking of airports, both of us are going on trips soon. Um, yes, sir. I'm going back to the motherland, PR, uh, leaving on Wednesday. So a couple of days from now. Get to see the family, get to pull in. We talked about this on a podcast before, but nothing beats flying into your homeland where you're from, 
um, and kind of just feeling a sense of connection way deeper than anything you ever felt before. Um, and I would go to Puerto Rico once or twice a year from the time I was born till about the age of 18. And then the pandemic hit, Hurricane Maria hit, kind of took like five years of time I could have been spending with family out there, kind of threw it out the window. So I'm very excited for this trip coming up. I know you're doing something similar. Uh, you're going to London, um, which... Yeah, man. Um, on that Puerto Rico point, though, that's... It, it's definitely... It, it's. I felt the same way. Um, you know, I try and normally... We normally go back, me and my family, we normally try and go back every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the past, it's been like... It's been like three, four years, and it's like it's it's tough, dude. Like yeah. I, I, it, and it, it's funny when I hear people say like, "Oh, I don't want to be that far away from my family," and it's like, "Oh, well, how far away are you?" And it's like an hour and a half, and it's I'm like, I'm like uh, uh, I, I it, that's a weekend trip. It, it it hurts for me to like it's to just not burst out laughing. It's like hey, try freaking three thousand five hundred miles away. Yeah, you know, like not gonna see him for years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's uh, that's just a different reality. I think immigrant uh, children have that set in. Yeah, and it's like not even that. Like some of our, you know, our parents and family members that we know have family members that they are probably never see again. Not because you know they're not alive, but just because it's like it's so insanely tough to go back. Like a lot of my family that's like in Africa still, or that's even in India, right? Like. Think about making a trip from here to India is like, dude, that's a lot. That's like far away, you mm-hmm. know? And like some people, they live in like really remote areas and it's just like, it's just not going to be possible to really see them. It's going to be like un- like unlikely. So when you do get the chance to go back, it's super special. And like you said, that, that, that just that, it's just, a, it's an innate feeling, man. It's just, yeah. like you know, that you're, you belong there. Yeah. It's a, it's something. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just something within you um, that kind of sh- like everyone around you is the same exact way as you. Like there's it's the same culture. You guys raise the same way. Values are very similar with within families. Religion is probably similar. Right. In right, most places. Right. Um, so you're really getting raised almost the same exact way as all these people out there. And then to kind of bring in an entire different perspective, like coming from the U.S., um, it's a very different way of life too. Um, and so having like an entire side of your family there, like my dad's side is basically entirely there. Um, so getting a, being able to see them, my grandparents, my cousins, aunts, uncles, all that stuff is like really refreshing because I think it gives you a different perspective on not only life, but the way that they live and, um, you know, what could have been, right? Because like, right. what if I, you know, what if we both, what if you were raised in England? Oh, what dude, would have been dude, different? That, you, dude, that, that, the, there's like a pocket, right? When I like, I'm about to leave every time where I think about where it's like, what if I lived here? Yeah. You know, and you kind of, when you see your family and you don't see them for a long time. And most of the time, you know, when I see them, you, you, you connect with them. You, you, you kind of catch them up on where you, you've been at in life. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're older, you know, they can provide this outside advice once they've heard all this information about you Mm. that is quite genuine and refreshing and it's like when you don't have that 24 7 right it's like fuck i you think about all the tough times you would have and how much easier it'd be because you got your family there Mm -hmm. right so yeah i think about that all the time and i also think about how fortunate i am to grow up where i did oh yeah for sure Right. And, and, and the, the opportunities and benefits I have from being here in America mm-hmm. and, you know, PR is, is a lot different than England too. It's like, you're, it's stark realities, mm-hmm. you know, at, at this certain, certain same token, it's like, I would have gone to a decent school. I probably would have gone to college there. You know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of the stuff would have been similar, just very like socially different. Mm-hmm. PR is lifestyle different, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like night and day. And it's like, you can obviously attest to that how much probably your parents appreciate the life they've probably built here. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think there's a reason my dad came here. Um, and like he had a pretty good upbringing over there as well. Like, um, I've mentioned this to you, but my grandfather was a radio broadcaster for 45 years. He had his own radio show. Um, and he would also, he was also the play by play guy, um, for the, 
uh, basketball team in their town, the Capitanes of Arecibo. Um, and the guy literally has a star on the Walk of Fame um, in Arecibo. So that's actually one of the cool things about doing this podcast is like I kind of feel like I'm carrying that on my own way, um, which is like it's super cool. But yeah, like I think, you know, my dad, he had a very good upbringing in PR. Um, he was the second oldest of five. And, you know, he still decided to end up in Chicago at the end of the day. So, you know, it all happens for a reason, I'm sure. Well, I, listen, I, there, I, there's no need to explain why anybody from, a, quite frankly, almost any country in the world would want to come to America and build a life here. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just people who grow up in America don't understand that they are literally in the spot with the most opportunities for success despite yes people start in different you know levels of security and 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 wealth and upbringing no matter where they are in the world right mm-hmm. you can you can be a king in a poor country and have a good upbringing right yeah but at the same time the opportunity to go from wherever you are to wherever you want to go is probably the best in America almost yeah. hands down mm-hmm no, for sure. Um, and that's like, that's one of the funny things to me too. It's like, you can literally sell shirts. Yeah. Like th- think about how basic that is on a level. Like you can have a clothing brand. It could pop off like Gymshark, something like that. And you all of a sudden are a multi-million dollar company. You own a business. You are the CEO. You started from nothing. You built your way up. And now you're kind of running the show. And in a lot of countries, you can't do that. So the opportunity is here, 100%. Um, but it, well, even in Europe, dude, the tax is 50%. Yeah. There's, I don't see the incentive to want to start a business. Run business. The government takes half your money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not here to debate tax laws, but like, there's so many incentives in written in our tax code to start business, employ people, invest in property, grow business that like it, 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 it this like the, despite how many gripes people have with the economic system, not social, but economic, it, there's really not many places where you could go from absolutely zero to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, with very little help, to be honest, in some yeah. cases. You I mean you hear these stories of people who didn't even graduate high school? A lot. I, f- I feel like I and hear that a lot. In some countries, if you are not educated, you just get thrown in a in a pile. hard label, hard labor job where you make nothing. Mm-hmm. Or you're just a bum. <laughs> or that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, that's just. That's it. Yeah. Really. No, but it is it is crazy. Like literally we're watching the NBA right now. Um and these are guys who play a sport. Um who probably played this sport seventy to ninety percent of the time they were free when they were kids. Right. But even that token, right? The kids in the kids in France, the kids in Ghana, the kids in the kids in Eastern Europe, wherever they are, right? Mm-hmm. They want to play here. Yeah. You know, as much as it's great being the king of France, you want to be the king in the NBA. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. No, definitely a good point. Um, I guess something else we could get into. So holiday season's coming up. Besides the trip to London, what other plans you got? Uh, work. Work. <laughs> work, basically. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I like to keep myself busy and just... Y- I, I've been reading this book. Uh, the the one that I'm rereading now or re-listening to is Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday was the first author to actually get me to sit down and read a book front to cover. Mm. Uh, yeah, like on my own will. No one forced me to read this book. Who is this guy? He's So he's like, he in, in a way, he's like a philosopher. Okay. But he's an author. Uh, and it, it, a lot of what he writes about is driven by old Stoic philosophy of ancient Romans. And, uh, but, but the philosophy has been taken on by pretty much mo- anybody successful. 
right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, 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 it goes to, to almost everything, you know, we kind of strive to do. It's like, you, it's basically taking ownership of everything that you have, right? Mm. And, and the, the book that I'm reading right now is, is Obstacles the Way, which is basically seeing every single possible impediment or obstacle you face in your day from however minor it may be to like they fucked up your order at Starbucks to, you know, awful, awful life altering things that could happen in your life. Right. Everything in between that spectrum uh, is how to see that as an advantage and how people across time have taken some stark realities and turned it into something fantastic. And it's really that understanding of, uh, and it's actually great that I had accomplished quite a few goals this year and then reread this book mm. versus when I really felt like I accomplished, I had, I, when I first read the book, I was like 17. I really hadn't accomplished anything, right, mm -hmm. uh, of significance. And then now that I read it again now, so much of it's actually true, is that whole like, you know, part of that enjoy the process thing, but it's like, if it wasn't for all of the times where I was pissed or it, it got worse or like when I was studying, like, you know, shit went down or like, you know, when, when my granddad died earlier this year, it was like, uh, after looking back on all of it, you know, it, it made, it, it, it made that journey so much more meaningful, you know, when it was done and I learned so much and I got better only because of the, the, because of the obstacles. Yeah. And the book basically says is every obstacle is just a opportunity to get better at whatever aspect of life it is. Mm -hmm. And when the, one of the funny ones was like, you forget to save a document on something you spent like four hours doing. And the way you look at it is if it gets corrupted and it deletes is you're going to learn how to do what you just did twice as fast because you're doing it the second time. <laughs> That's a really good way of looking at it. You know, and so basically just a positive perspective on like it flips like a positive perspective on things that go bad. It, yes. But at the same, it, it's more like you choose to look at it in a positive way because at the end of the day, the fact that it is there, the fact that the problem you are facing is there has absolutely nothing to do with whether you're pissed off, angry, sad, have anxiety, like are nervous or, 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 or feel sad by whatever is, is happening. Whatever's happening is still happening mm -hmm. regardless of your feelings. Got it. Right. And, and glass half full, glass half full, Got but it. it's in a different way. Right. It's like it, it, this is this fucking thing. Whatever the problem is, is going to exist, whether I hate it or I love it. Right. Cause and, it's already and, happened. And trust me, I mean, it, it's, this is a work in process. <laughs> I, I I can't you know live everything that this guy's got, in the <laughs> yeah, book. but yeah. to a certain extent he's right. Yeah, you know, like especially like stories like Teddy Roosevelt, where he was a weak, frail boy who was gonna die because he was literally born with a bunch of diseases and was just so weak. Yeah, just worked out every day for six years, and you know he told his father he was like I'm just he's like I'm gonna build I'm gonna build a I'm going to be a horse basically. And he worked out every day for six years and he outgrew all of these conditions and, and sicknesses that he had as a kid because he just overpowered whatever anybody said about him. Yeah. You know, he became a badass and he became president of the United States and yeah. like the rest is history. So, yeah. And I mean, it, it's a really compelling, compelling book, but part of it is, is just, you know, really just striving to do just to do good work regardless yeah. of whatever like where, wherever you're at like even if you're even if you're cleaning dishes mm -hmm. you know just 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 that strive to just to to do stuff and get better yeah um regardless so of yeah I, I i'm i'm gonna be working a decent amount and 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 i and i'm in for it um because i got that break and i'm gonna enjoy it and then yeah being besides that really just tailor down the diet a little bit for sure let's talk let's talk about that i think um i think we should talk a little bit more about like goals i guess on this podcast we both have sure um so for 2023 right what are kind of some of the goals that you have and then i'll go into mine 
Um, but like maybe you can start with like more micro goals, things that you want to get done in the year. And then maybe if you want to do macro, we don't have to, but I, I, like so I, I, I well. have, I have like a, it's more of a, di a different piece on that topic, but I'll have you go first. Okay, for sure. Um, number one is bulking up. Uh, this is something I've talked about like on the last three episodes, um, but actually doing it now um, because as I've said, the gym is not a problem for me. I've been very consistent in the gym, I would say for the past like three years, um, going either anywhere from four to six times a week in the past three years, like consistently. Um, I'm in good shape. I'm the strongest I've ever been, but I'm not where I want to be. Um, and I think, you know, that's fair. I think a lot of people are in that spot too. Like they feel like they're doing a lot of things the correct way, but maybe they're not all the way there yet. And I kind of think I'm in that boat right now. So I think putting on 10 more pounds, getting to 160, I haven't ever cracked 154, um, in my life. So getting to 160, actually being able to do a few things. So number one, I want to bench three plates. I just want to do it for the it's huge for the actual for the flex. Really, I don't. It, it has no nothing to do with like lifting heavy or me wanting to be a power lifter. I just want to do it for the flex. Um, same thing with squat. So three plates on squat. I'm almost there. Um, as well as just looking like a Greek god, dude. I literally want to look like Zeus. Like I'm not, that's, that's it though. That's my goal. So that's kind of a more micro goal I know is attainable next year. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh dude, yeah. You're, it, yeah. it'd be one thing if, if you had, if you, you were out of shape or any of that, like yeah. you, you're right there. It's just, it's a lot of refinement and small tweaks on mm -hmm. that end. And you're right there. Yeah, for sure. Mostly the diet and hitting my calorie count. Yeah. Um, other micro goal for next year, which may seem not micro, but buying a, a, a property so anywhere from a duplex to a four unit that's kind of what i'm looking at um basically sitting on capital right now uh saving as much as possible uh to be able to put a down payment on a place next year and then start renting it out and building up a real estate por portfolio starting next year that's something i know i'm going to do um it's just about the right opportunity and when that time comes so Hopefully by the time this lease runs out, I'll have, um, I'll be closing on a place. Sad That's to the see goal. you go. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Sad to see you go. I know, man. It is what it is. Um, you know, we, we had this in, in store prior. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's time I, I ramp up kind of everything. I don't know. I'm, no, you're just, you're, you're, you're doing you. Yeah. But. You know, we're never going to be younger than today, right? So, like, I, I, I it's, Bar. it's time to fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the the other micro goal I have, and then from there, obviously, like, um, getting promoted at work. Right. That's also right. micro. Right. Is it attainable next year? Who knows? Possibly, maybe. Kind of depends on how the market does and a lot of external factors that I don't have control over. I can only control how hard I work. Um, but I would say those are my micro buying a property hundred percent and getting bigger hundred percent. I think those two are very attainable next year. Um, and then I'll let you go. I mean, no, I, I just wanted to say that that's sick. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I know for a fucking fact, you're going to hit all of that. So, it's, and and like, and I'm not, I, I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't really say that about people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, almost everybody I've met, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But there's sayers, and there's not sayers. Mm -hmm. You say you do something, there's people who say they do stuff, and then they do it. Mm -hmm. People who do, don't, do do, and then they don't. And, you know... It's funny that you've got this list and it's set and it's and it's right there and it's attainable and there's a plan of action because for the first time in a long, long time, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that that's this is cra that's crazy that you've actually said that. Uh, no, super honest though. It, so why why don't you think you know? Well, so I you know I've been working 
the but the ancillary the background goal for the longest time was to to work at a big accounting firm was to work in something that I was really interested in that was going to help me grow and just gain skills and learn about markets and how businesses run mm-hmm. and to get my CPA and it was less of a like written down goal to get in shape and look at the best I've ever looked. It was more I was pissed off. Yeah. Tired of being tired. Didn't have a number written down. I just went. And and then it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um CPA was a hard goal, right? And you know, that's been well documented on this pod before mm. I was this pod was made before I started studying and the whole process of that right but yeah like now obviously career wise I want to do the best at my job right I want to mm. just keep working and 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 gain skills and get better at my job but besides that like the bigger picture right I I have rough ideas in mind right I mean I'm taking steps to my goal, if there was one right now, is to give myself the best chance to seize the next opportunity. Yeah. Which is still a goal, goal, by the way. Right, but it's very abstract. Oh, for sure. It's not like, it's not something that you can now, touch. Now, 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 body-wise, uh, I'm really unsure because... It's something I'm gonna have to figure out over the next few weeks. Yeah, I've been it. Yeah, first. Well, the, six, well, the thi- can I stop yes, you real yes, quick? Yes. On the on the body thing for you, I think you've gotten to a place where you're happy with how you look, how yeah, how you're doing in the gym. I think you've said this multiple times, but you're in the best shape of your life. Um, it's very obvious that that's the case, and so I think for you, I think maybe even. You've said it a couple times to me, even switching up the entire routine, like maybe yeah. maybe completely ditching weightlifting for a little while and doing jujitsu. So like I diving I into would, something I would, new. I wouldn't ditch weightlifting because number one, the fear of, of losing <laughs> yeah, the gains yeah. is very apparent. But but even going like less in, in the week, like twice a week, and then three, doing jujitsu three, yeah, or boxing twice a week, and you know, just yeah, diving into something, something else brand new. for a few months. Yeah, and I, part of it is is that. Uh, it fucking sucks to drive around the city. When it does. It's cold and it's the snowing worst. and it's literally awful. It's and terrible. Part of, you know, I want to have enough time to, number one, work out and get back and, and basically set myself up for the day where I can work a good amount, right? And if I'm stuck and my car's stuck and I... It's just not problems I want to deal with. Now I do what do want to do that. Mm. Definitely want to do that. The good news is is it doesn't it, it doesn't snow all year, and for in fact the majority of the year it's not snowing. Yeah. So, um, that's definitely there. But like, yeah, yeah like it, I, it's been tough because like as men we want to be. I, 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 you are at our best when we're laser focused on one thing, on, on that thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's not there. But at the same time, I have kind of grown, started growing to accept that, like that pocket that I had where I knew exactly what it was, is lucky in a way, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's just not gonna keep like, it's just that yeah. just doesn't roll like twenty four seven, right? And so it's all about to me is like not getting complacent and not saying, well, I don't have a goal, so I'm not going to work hard or I don't have a goal. So I'm not going to actively be getting better at almost everything that I'm doing day by day. Right. If there was one thing that was written in stone and as an active goal is to, yeah, continuously get better at podcasting, get guests on and really, you know, make this something that at some point people will really see see value in yeah for right? sure but besides that i'm just searching yeah and at the and at the same time it's more it's more like head down it well it 
it's head down and grind, but at the same time, my ears are up. Yeah, I understand what you mean. I think I'm in that boat in, in some ways as well, too. What was I going to say? I think you're kind of in the in the hormozy stage right now where you just got to just start diving into stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, 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 yeah. I, at the end of the day, I, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, uh, it'll, it'll pop up when it pops up. Oh, and it's sure. one of those where it's like, you, you kind of just have to roll with punches mm-hmm. and, and take life as it is. And at the same time, it, it it's probably, it's sometimes better to just not take things too seriously for a little while and yeah. keep a level head. But yeah, you know, I, at the same time, I'm in a good spot and I'm just, I'm just excited to end the year because I was I was talking to my pops about this. It was like it first time in my freaking life what I said was gonna happen freaking happened, and I'm just gonna enjoy that mm-hmm. for like the last month and a half here, and you know we'll see. Yeah, for sure. What do you uh, think about owning a gym? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that that's funny. Um, yeah, baby. I don't know. It's uh, owning a gym. Owning a gym is cool. I, 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 it, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it would be. It, 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 it it's would a tough be business. Like, it would probably be as like an investor. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily an operator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not an engineer. Yeah. I don't like to necessarily build new things. <laughs> I get it. I, you know, yeah. I. Uh, it's what I let Mark do, and yeah. Mark Zuckerberg can go build the metaverse, <laughs> and you can. You're gonna find you know, at what I, point you, to invest. I in. like to. I like you know. I, if there's anybody that I really would aspire to be is Buffett, right? Buffett buys good businesses. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the move. <laughs> like for me, right? Yeah. If you're a builder, you should build. If you're Elon Musk, you are never gonna be Warren Buffett and sit on the sidelines and. Just in, just poach companies and look at and look at financials all day. Yeah. yeah. Right. You were gonna build freaking rockets and cars and tunnels and social media platforms and you were gonna be in the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't like being in the weeds, but I that's the one thing I I would prefer to do is like, oh, that's a good gym. Let's <laughs> we'll buy that. Yeah, let's you know? buy it. Um, but speaking of uh. Speaking of good gyms, I was at Oakbrook Lifetime the other day. That was so, how was that? Oh my god, better than FFC. Have you been to FFC? So it was funny because I was at this. I was at this. I'm at this gym, and it's like I don't normally I, the gym I go to don't have like these people who are like you know uh, plastic surgeryed up, and, and, like <laughs> shoot, like. Like the amount of like just Barbie doll and asinine and Ken on the other side too. Like some yeah. of these guys are like, I'm like, what chiseled the- jawline? <laughs> what the hell is six going- pack from fucking what? God? What is going on here? Like how many people here are on steroids? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I like hanging out with the old guys just kicking it and this, you know. <laughs> Just laughing with their buds, playing tennis on the courts. Yeah, I like that. But so you're saying you're saying there was these uh these very fake looking people at that Oakbrook. Oh my god, like, <laughs> it was like it was insane, and it was like it's like a typical gym in California. Like I bet if in Cal you go to California, like Golds, yeah. I don't, dude. I don't. I think anywhere. I think even <laughs> in any time fitness in California is just filled with plastic surgery, lunkheads. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that's Planet Fitness. Planet don't Fitness. like those guys. They don't. But uh, that's the funniest uh, thing I'm ever. I'm gonna lose this Bulls bat. This is not good. Uh, it's all right. How about the chart? Okay, the Chargers are doing fine. Chargers. They're up. Th- they're up three. Yeah. Um. Damn, G man. Have you been to? I I stood outside Gold Gym in California where like Arnold used to train. That's just Meathead Central, dude. If you want to get, I would like to go and work it, out there once. If if you want to get huge, I guarantee you walk in there, you'll be doing steroids within a month. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't. No, don't. Li- literally, dude. Because like, there's no way you're walking in there, and looking at yourself, and then looking at everybody else. And I, I don't know. It's just I complete think, juice. I think if you're if you're not if you're taking steroids, you're. Damn, I don't know. You're an idiot. I don't. I, I, I don't I, like. I see zero benefit into it at all i agree i 
I just don't. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'll say about steroid users. I'm not endorsing it at all. I wouldn't do it myself. Um, and I don't ag- agree with it for a, like for physique in general, but I think people who use steroids and are open about it, I respect them like tenfold more than the people who like deny that they take them. And I'm saying this because like there's a ton of YouTube fitness influencers who a hundred percent take them. You can tell they take them and they will die on the hill that they've never touched a steroid in their life. And I just think that's completely asinine. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't even listen. I don't even pay attention to that. Uh, it, if they look like they're on steroids, they say they're not. I don't even like, besides the, besides the rock I, is the only guy I would, you know. You think he's juicing? Uh, maybe. I don't even, to be fair, I actually kind of would b- believe the fact that He's just freaking massive because he gets up and works out at 4 a.m. every day and works out for four hours a day. Like, and he has a personal chef. You know, he's got the best nutrition. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I, but I, at the I same time, dude, big. I really don't. I I follow scientists. Like, I, I said on different. I don't. I don't follow like. No, I I follow like like doctors i you know like that's that's you're you're listening to humans of the world and yeah man and like ronda patrick and like that like those that that's you want to make a like you want you want to watch something for fun or like you want to actually learn something like what are we yeah what are we doing here you know yeah i get it um i guess so do you are you a anti-bradley martin trainer oh no i like that guy yeah why he's on steroids? No, I don't think he is. I'm just saying, like he said before, he's, he used, he's taken it once. He, yeah, I'm. I, I don't think he is though anymore. No, I, I, I it, think he said he's experimented with it in the past. But he's another guy. Sense. He's another guy. Like, I, 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 if he were to say he's daddy, I just believe him. Yeah. My point is though, Bradley Martin. I I wouldn't say is a guy you'd get a lot of value from. You may get some. Maybe some of his older videos. No, nah, man. Like a his lot of his stuff. old no, nah, his older stuff. Like he's he's gone through some personal shit, dude. That Okay, so okay. Fair enough. Like his regular channel, you know, Got like it. besides the fact where he went on this craze where he was just interviewing the chicks that were at his gym on <laughs> yeah. like what guys should say <laughs> he, he when get, they walk up to him, you know, like but I mean He got really into the Nelk Boys phase for a little while. I like mean, he, dude, I don't blame the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, Printer. It, yeah, it it set his business up, dude. Forever. Printer. His brand's pretty cool too. Raw gear. I yeah. like their clothes. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. One day I'll one day I want to support one of these guys that I watch. I really do. I think I need to start doing that more actually. Like instead of buying from big places that I have no connection to, buying from these guys that like I watch all the time. I consume their content. Might as well support them too, you know? And actually, I kind of have a point on this as well. Because I feel like a lot of people get hate for like wearing full sun stuff. Or wearing like um, stuff from like YouTubers or guys like they watch. Like if someone was caught wearing like a Maverick shirt by Logan Paul, like they might get crap from their buddies. But I actually think like I actually think one, you're empowering the creator who you consume content of, right? So like you're actually supporting the creator who you watch all the time, which I think is in and of itself just a good thing to do. And two, I think if you are getting value from this person. It's kind of your way of giving back to them as well, right? Like, and 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 that I don't know. That's kind of how I see it. I, I think like hating on someone for having the the sweater is just kind of like the the more naive way of looking at things. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I personally don't like most of the full send gear. I would yeah. wear it, mm-hmm. but and I mean it. It's, but that's like with anything, though. Like, you know, a lot of brands have reputations. Yeah. You know, and people wearing certain brands is a, is a stereotype. So I think the social stereotype around some brands is probably unfair. I'll give you that. But um, I don't know. I, the, I haven't seen much of the Logan Paul gear, so I can't really... Yeah, that was just an example. No, no, I, yeah, but like I, the full send one's probably the most apparent. But it's like mm-hmm. even if I not even when I think about it, like if I saw somebody wearing a full send gear, there's a like, and it's not that I'm giving them shit, but like that's just how like there's just a there's a look there. Yeah, you know? there's a, <laughs> there's a very common look there. Um, 
So yeah, I think I think it's good to support your favorite creator. I think that's the whole point. Um, the thing with merch is that it's not the merch isn't there because it it's that's not their fastball. Like the merch is there so it makes them money. The merch isn't there because it's necessarily their passionate great product. Oh sure, right like. You know, I'm not saying that about like Full Send. Obviously, probably have it's up some there. really good designers for their clothes, mm. but a, a lot of creators just have merch because that's what creators do. Yeah, and they have merch, and it and people will and some people will buy it, and it makes money. Yeah, but that's not like they don't actually care. I get that. You know, um, it, so you know, like people like like for Nippert, he sells he sells gear right but that's not his passion his bread and butter is his programs mm-hmm. and i'll spend money on his programs you know and so to me it's like if you're gonna sell an ancillary product on the side it's it's what it's something that they're like it, it it's in connection with with the stuff like you know so to, to that extent it, Merch has kind of really been driven into the ground by a lot of content creators. Like a lot of content creators yeah. have a lot of merch, and that's a pretty saturated market. So Very. maybe the next creative thing is the next thing. Yeah. And then NFTs became the fucking thing, and now and then everybody was buying <laughs> NFTs, and then so we'll see where that is because I do want a board ape. Yeah. I want a monkey. Even even at the prices today, I, I want a monkey. I, I want a monkey, but I can't. I oh, can't I can't justify. I can't afford it. Yeah, I can't afford a monkey. Yeah, I can't dude. fucking afford a monkey. Hell no, but I want one I though. I think I could still get a real monkey shipped over here for, for cheaper. cheaper than a board ape. Probably, dude. I think they still run for like 150, 200K, which is insane if you think about it. Oh, yeah, but they were selling for like 30 million. Yeah. I think like someone the- bought a picture of a rock for like 60 million. <laughs> The like, crypto like punk. it's straight up it's not a boulder it's a rock yeah. from spongebob type deal dude it's the same thing with crypto punks too but crypto punks the design's so like crypto basic punks are sick they're cool they are I jay-z's mean, got his own one they're like the first they're one of the first like nft type uh like digital picture yeah they'll be back yeah i, I think so back. they got a backing we feeling good yeah we can wrap it all right you already know the vibes episode number 54 ladies and gentlemen of the shetty show the shivanetti show uh follow us on the tiktok the instagram be real s-h-e-d-d-y s-h-o-w be great keep grinding keep thriving keep grinding um keep doing you shiv any final thoughts yeah uh now that it's uh freezing cold outside um let's uh let's all do each other a favor and buy some salt okay i was the big salt (laughs) guy because everybody at at the place i lived at last year in dekalb just didn't buy salt and decided to slip on the way to the car every day so do yourself a favor and spend like three bucks when it starts snowing on salt because it's it snowed like yesterday and it was really scary (laughs) buy some salt ladies and gentlemen peace